Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. It's me, Felipe, your Brazilian dragon. Today, we're going to be talking about the wonderful DCOM, Lemonade Mouth, from 2011 with the wonderful Catherine. Catherine, Hello. how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Catherine, you chose Lemonade Mouth. Yep. Is that because it's your favorite DCOM? However, knowing you, <laughs> I feel like this makes perfect sense as your favorite DCOM. Yeah. Since it's about, like, rebellious band icons mm-hmm. coming together, music. Yes. Yes. High school angst. Yep. There's a lot of, um, all of the characters have, like, these, like, conflicts with their family, but then also the conflict with the principal. It's very multi-layered as well. Yes. Um, I actually so, have a lot to say about the rebellion aspect, because while I was watching it, you know, as an adult... I found it really funny. <laughs> yeah. No, they were fighting for the lemonade stand. Yeah. But, hey, like, people start young protesting. Yeah, um, we should support but, that. Yeah, so I wanted to hear your backstory with Lemonade Mouth. When did you first discover this treasure of a movie? I watched it when it came out on Disney Channel. It was, like, that was towards the end of me, like, actually watching Disney Channel. I think, when was it, like, 2013-ish? 2011. 2011. Oh, wow. That was a while ago. Yeah, so I watched it in 2011. Um, and I felt like it had a quality that other DCOMs didn't have, where the story is actually more complex than most other ones. Like, you kind of have a, a very stereotypical love story in a lot of them, um, very simple plot, whereas this is, like, kind of this multi-layered approach you have all the members of the band they each have their own like specific stories they're a little bit more diverse and they're kind of fighting for an ideal rather than it being some kind of like pigeonhole theme like to compare it to high school musical which i know you're going to get mad at me about high school musical one the theme of it at the end is hey we can all work together we're all happy we're a team like yay you know which is a very you know, it's a very children's movie sort of theme. Whereas the theme to this one is about, like, banding together organically and yeah. fighting for what you believe in a way that's a little bit more nuanced, I would say. Yeah. And there's not, that's not to say the movie doesn't have flaws. Like, there's definitely oh, things it's that very we can bad. Pick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's there's not something a good movie. in particular. <laughs> Yeah. No, it is. It was it was an enjoyable time. It's a good like, movie I watched it. compared to the other Disney Channel original movies. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. No, for sure. Um, but, like, just because I think it was 
to compare it to High School Musical is definitely fair because this was like I felt like on the level of High School Musical, at least in terms of um, retaining my attention nowadays. Compared to, yeah. I feel like it's easier for a lot of these movies to like retain the attention of a younger generation, mm-hmm. but this one held my attention a lot. Yeah. Um. And so, do you want to go through the plot? Yes. With my page of notes. Who you have notes? notes. Yes, I always take notes just so I have a structure. That's smart. Um, so before we go through it, we should start like how the movie is told. Mm-hmm. It's told through the eyes of Olivia. Mm-hmm. Olivia like, White. Technically, by a voiceover, and we find out at the end that she's sending a letter to her dad, mm-hmm. who's in prison. So what do you think of the narrative choice like that? It was interesting. I think what I liked about it is it framed the plot as an origin story almost because they start off and you see them like I think selling out Madison Madison Square Garden is that correct yeah but we don't know it's that yet we don't know it's that yet but they're selling out a major venue we know that um you have all these people that are in line they're giving their tickets and so we know that they've made it big and that like they succeeded which is a kind of interesting way to start it almost spoils the ending but not quite um yeah and so when it starts off, I think she even says something. She's like, I don't think anyone would believe this is how it happened. And then they're all in detention, which is like, that's a pretty basic origin story. I think we believe it. Yeah. Sorry to like burst the bubble, but, you know, it's an interesting way to set it up. But then I liked the twist at the end. Not only that it was Madison Square Garden, but a big part of um, Olivia's plot line or character arc is that... Um, her father's in prison and she hasn't talked to him because she's embarrassed. And so at the end to have her be like, here's my story. Here's what happened to me. And having her send that letter to him is powerful. It's cute. Yeah. We like her. Like her character arc is definitely the best one. I agree a hundred percent. I think I'd rank them Olivia, then Mo. Oh, I, I don't think Stella's arc is that drastic. Like, she has an arc, but it's like she's very much the same person. Oh yeah, compared. I think I'm I'm confusing whether or not I like her character Maybe versus her arc. Her character yeah. is definitely second, but yeah, you're right. She kind of just is the yeah. same person. Yeah. Um, also, like we'll talk about Charlie, but I feel like his storyline <laughs> they started and then they completely dropped it, and then like tried to throw in parts of it. Charlie was like easily five out of five in this movie. <laughs> um, for me personally. Um, but anyways, so we get there. I had a thought. Oh, yeah. Um, so when I... So knowing about this movie, I just always assumed it was like Breakfast Club meets Musical Steroids. It's very similar like, to Breakfast Club. Yeah, like, because they... Except instead of it happening all in one day and then they, like, kind of just, like, are better for their day in detention, but they never really interact again. Or as... I haven't seen Breakfast Club in a few years, so I don't remember the ending, but I know the guy walks off and lifts his hand up in the air. Well, yeah, he does. But um, then the other two become couples, so... We can assume that their story is No, Brian on. doesn't become a couple with anyone. Oh, no, he doesn't. It's, um, it's, it's, it's Molly Ringwald. Emilio, and yeah, <laughs> Emilio Estevez. And, um, the, the one guy, well, I just don't know his name. Um, the, Bender? Yeah, Bender. Those two yeah. become a couple, and then the nerd doesn't yeah. have anybody, and then Allie and, um, Emilio the, Estevez. Yeah, and the jock become, yeah, paired off. Yeah. But yeah, they it still feels like 
they don't really interact as a group outside, but this one feels like a real friendship. Yeah. Forms between these detention people. There's even a song where it happens, where they become more than a band. Yeah. They, that one... They really tell it That's probably my you. favorite song in the movie, though, out of all the songs. Um, but anyways, so they roll up, and we meet Stella, who's at 5 a.m. shredding on her guitar. Yep. With her brothers playing with her toys. Um, and they're like, okay, new day at school. Stella's moving to this new school. They're a month into the school year, and she's a chancellor, and her parents are genius. That's yeah. our establishment of Stella. And Stella is played by the wonderful Haley Kiyoko. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to it when we get to detention, but just to preview, I am obsessed with the diversity in this film. <laughs> yeah. um, I They could do better, but it's so well done. It's, like, really well done. It feels like an authentic high school. Yeah, it was definitely a lot better than most Disney movies. And I also like the fact yeah. that it wasn't just, um, like, kind of, like, it didn't feel like token diversity because two of yeah. them two of them were multiracial. Um, one of the characters was Indian and then two, two of the characters were white. So it was, like, a pretty good, yeah. you know, it's, like, a different sort of diversity. Yeah. It was nice. They did a good job. It felt like a real small town suburb sort of thing yeah and with like vibe with the exception of mo it didn't feel like it was like forced on yeah like it, it felt very natural and authentic and i didn't even notice like i when yeah. i watched it as a kid i wasn't like wow they're really trying to like do that because it was very natural yeah. the way that they they did it so good job disney no and then i read something that um hayley kyoko oh no it was for scooby-doo never mind Wait, was it for Scooby-Doo or for Lemonade Mouth? She uh, she didn't want to audition for a role because of her uh, being biracial. Mm. Um, and she didn't think they would cast her. I don't remember if it was as Velma for Scooby-Doo um, or if it was for Lemonade Mouth. But she, one of those roles she almost didn't have. Yeah. Um, but So we meet Stella. And then we meet... I don't remember who's next, but I, yeah, I'm just going to go in the order I remember it. So Adam is next. And when his dad... When he says you're dropping your girlfriend off at college, I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" And then she's like, "She's 28." I'm like, but "They, like, they almost made it super scandalous, but of course they couldn't. Yeah. You know that they wanted I, to, though." I was like, "This is so scandalous!" Like, imagine if it was like a 22 year old. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, um, "And she's getting married, and he's she's gonna be a stepmom to this man, no. his kids, like." my god yeah she was um, definitely we'll a, to... a lot younger but she she wasn't that young so it was okay yeah no and then she also like gave mom vibes i'm like this 28 year old does not feel like a mom she, like if she's 28 she should not feel like a mom in the way the mom she felt in this movie it was really uncomfortable when like so the reason why Wen gets detention is because he's in class he forgot his notes and the, his you know soon to be stepmom comes in and gives him the paper and everyone in the class starts to like almost cat call her her. yeah and he freaks out he's like she's not my mom like aren't you are you stupid and yeah straight to the teacher (laughs) yeah and that's why he gets detention which is just really uncomfortable for everybody yeah oh and we didn't we didn't mention how stella got detention so she walks in she's wearing um question authority Mm -hmm. on her shirt and the principal who i hate um Benigan, Brennigan, whatever his name is, Something he like is like, you have to cover up. So her mom gives her a jacket, and then at the assembly, um, he's they're demonstrating the turbo water drink, uh, sports drink gym. Mm-hmm. And th- sh- he's like, you need to 
fight for what you believe in. And she's like, we're going to fight for what we believe in? Okay, well, forget the authorities. <laughs> like, live your truth. Um, Can we talk about her shirt for a second? Yes. One of my favorite things about Disney movies is that they don't know what subtlety is at all. So she's supposed to be kind of like this, like the punk one out of the group. Yeah. And so, of course, her shirt is like the most stereotypical punk shirt ever. It has safety pins along the side, it has safety pins on it. It has like fake rips that are like made with Sharpie, but they're not actually ripped because that would be too scandalous. And then like Question Authority looks like it was like on there with like a stamp. I just yeah. find it so funny. And then there's a later scene where she's talking about being vegetarian with her family. And she's literally wearing a vegetarian rock t-shirt. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> they don't, it's fine. Nuance is dead. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's how Stella gets detention. And we'll come back to Stella walking into detention later. But So we did Stella, we did Adam. Um, Stella's played by Haley Kyoko, Adam... Not Adam. When is played by Adam Hicks. We'll talk about him later in the tea. You know the tea, right? Oh, no, I don't know the tea. Okay, we'll get to the tea later in our discussion section. Ooh. Let's go to the plot first. The tea on Adam Hicks. Um, Mo, Mohini, um, also known as Mo, played by Naomi Scott, mm-hmm. who is now most famous for her role as Princess Jasmine. That's why she looked familiar. Okay. I didn't, I didn't look up any actors' names or anything. I totally, yeah. okay, no. yeah. TBT to when you watched that movie on a plane, <laughs> and then you were like, okay, that was a fantastic movie. I texted you about it. Because a lot of people hate the remakes. Yeah. I, but Aladdin was a great one. I thought it was so good, because I feel like it deserved a remake, just because of the way that they were able to use sort of the visual effects to create the cartoon-like kind yeah. of splendor of it. Like, the scene, um, the Prince Ali is the best song in the movie, just because yeah. of all the craziness happening. I liked it. Yeah, and also I liked that they gave Princess Jasmine a layered story. Yeah, she's a little bit more... Yeah. I mean, she's she's my layered in the original one. Aladdin's definitely yeah. one of my favorite Disney stories. Um, and I think Aladdin's definitely... Probably my favorite prince. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, even they went even further with her story this time, too, mm-hmm. in a more modern approach. Yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, so Naomi Scott plays Mo, and she is, her dad wants her to be this perfect daughter, uh, straight A's, extracurriculars, but she has this boyfriend named Scott, who, in my notes, until, like, the very end, I didn't know what his name was, so I just called him D-Bag BF. Yeah, I didn't know what his name was either. <laughs> like, my assumption is that he was very irrelevant, so they just named him after the, the actress who carried him throughout the film, <laughs> Naomi Scott. He has a character um, arc at the end, though. Yeah, I know. He definitely grew throughout the film. Um, I don't know how I feel about him joining Lemonade Mouth at the end, but... Um, it's fine. Whatever. It's it's a decom. Yeah. Um, I think but, her, so she... Her story, her, like, her storyline was the only one where I'm like, I've seen this before. Because it's kind of yeah. it's, it's stereotypical, but I guess it is relatable for a lot of people. Um, yeah, it's just I don't one think of those ones. It, of... it didn't have a lot. It didn't like have anything that like made it different necessarily from like other similar stories about like being the perfect yeah. daughter. You know. Yeah, I do like it for the simple fact that I feel like that's one of the earliest Indian representation in like 
kids movies at least from like when we grew up like i feel like there were others that i'm not thinking of but like in terms of like a television movie and a decom which is so mainstream like Mm -hmm. if you think of high school musical they had uh gabriella's latina and then um chad and what's monique monique coleman's name in the movie oh i don't know i can see her but But there's two black characters and then a latina character but there wasn't any asian or indian or like other diversity so this one does that Mm -hmm. well in terms of that and that is like kind of cool to see yeah um so yes so she gets detention because she uh ditches i don't remember what she ditches for but she ditches for his band band practice. practice mudslide crash with um scott and ray yep um and then so but and then the sexism in this movie for when the guy didn't get just got a warning and she got detention i was like wow it was also because he was a soccer player yeah so he got away with it yeah um but that's why she got detention and then charlie um is he they want his parents want him to play soccer but he does not he wants to play the drums and he's at soccer tryouts and ray throws kicks a ball at him and then he rage quits and throws the ball at the coach <laughs> accidentally he hits the coach when he was aiming for ray that was wonderful and that's how he gets attention and then we get olivia mm-hmm. who's very quiet in the beginning of the movie she definitely like, grows later when we know more about her story but she gets attention because the broom she's st- she's skipping class to study she's hiding in the i think she's writing um okay she's but she's not writing the letter no no, no. i think she's writing like a song that's what i got oh, or like okay. in a journal she's doing like writing which kind of is like yeah. foreshadowing that she's going to be the front woman writer but and she's skipping class because she's like and she's so, writing out loud yeah and yeah. she's so painfully shy that that's why she's skipping yeah. class to write and then she accidentally knocks over the brooms and the principal hears it and gets her detention yeah so that's how they all get detention and then we go back to Stella. oh and bridget mendler plays um and bridget mendler and blake michael play charlie and um not charlie teddy no <laughs> i was trying to make a good like charlie joke <laughs> Um, play Olivia and Charlie. Um, so they get detention, and Stella is like, oh my god, everything besides sports and cheerleaders are down here. Oh yeah, um, that was one of my favorite scenes, partially because of how like cheesy it was, but there was like the AV club guy led her yeah. through the basement, and he was like, yeah, this is our like underground like area where they put us because they don't like us, and it's the AV club and the journalism. Um, oh yeah, the school newspaper. Um, chess club, art club, and then the music yeah. room. Like, all of these, like, underground, covert, artsy things. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this little quick montage where all the people get lemonade from the Mel's Lemonade mm-hmm. um, machine. Um, did your high school have a lemonade machine? It did not. It had... Yeah. Um, my second high school didn't really have anything. Um, my first high school had a drink machine. It had a lot of those, like, vitamin water and, like, Sobe and yeah. um, that kind of, those kind yeah. of drinks. I feel like Disney could have capitalized on the Mel's lemonade and, like, sold them to high schools. They should have. I would have loved yeah. to have lemonade. I don't like all that, like, vitamin water stuff. Yeah. But some lemonade, I can I can roll with that. For, like, the lemonade iced tea, like, unsweetened mix. Oh, those are good. Oh, yeah, I love the peach iced teas. 
Yes. Um, so they're all in detention. Blah, blah, blah. And they uh, all buy lemonade. And then they um, miss... I forget the music teacher's name. But the music teacher mm-hmm. goes to confront the principal about more funding for music. And while they're cleaning the music room, uh, they start tapping and conveniently burst out into song. <laughs> and I believe this one is Turn Up the Music. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the song she was writing, right? Probably. If we're going back to, yeah. Because she just belted um, it out. Like, you can't come up with a song like that just out of the blue. Yeah. Unless you're a Disney princess. But they all just belted it out and came together. And the music lady was like, I'm mad, but I'm also amazed. And she's like, you should sign up for Rising Star. She's doing some, she thinks that if they have success, that it'll prove to everybody that the music department deserves funding. Yes. Yeah. Which is but funny, because like, what about the other band? Why couldn't the other band do that? Um, <laughs> that is true, but I feel like they probably do it, like, outside, like, because then they're using the school equipment, right? Yeah. Maybe, them, I don't know. There's, like, a few plot holes that we'll discover. That's one of them, for sure. Yes. Um, but then they're all like, nah. But then um, Stella has dinner with her parents, um, and... She's like, forget you all. I'm going to start a revolution because I don't have the genius genes. Um, and in the meantime, we have, we meet Nancy and Grams, Olivia's grandmother and cat. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Olivia's cat is not doing well. Yeah. Um, we go to Wendell's house where um, Sydney is there. And they're like, let's ride horses. And then Wendell's like, Nah, I'm like you know he's rich because he has horses. <laughs> oh, yeah, what was that? We just glossed over the fact that he owns a ranch or something. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he's like, nah. I hate riding horses. And the little girl's like, you love riding horses. <laughs> she's um, she's not a bro. Yeah. No, she was like. She really threw him under the bus. You. Yeah. She literally took that bus and just like <laughs> put it in reverse. Um. Where was it? Oh, Mo uh, is bored practicing violin, and then as soon as her dad leaves the room, she like changes the tune to do uh, the song they sing in detention. And then Charlie is playing the drums, and his mom comes down. It's like, did you make the team? He's like, yes. And then that's literally the last we ever see of his storyline, besides that he has a crush on Mo mm. until the end when his brother gets him out of the holding cell. Yeah, he's way like, more attractive has- than the brother. They do not look alike at yeah, all. Yeah, just want to point. They don't look alike at all. Um, um, and his brother is, like, perfect. Yeah, so that's an, that's his storyline, that his Stanford. brother's at Stanford, um, soccer star, um, and Charlie just wants to play music. And then we literally never hear anything about this again until the end. And his only other story beats are that he has a crush on Mo. Which never which, comes to fruition. Because she stays Yeah, with which Scott. I actually appreciate, though. That was nice. I'm glad that a lot... that. They were pushing the Wendell and Olivia romance, but, like, at the end, they never were technically together. No. Which I liked. That no one in the club was dating each other. I felt like that would have been too on the nose. Yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, so then we go back to Stella's apartment, and she, Stella's house, and she's like, I'm going to start a revolution, and then she texts everyone, and they you see everyone's different phones. Someone has an iPhone, someone has a flip phone, um... And they're like, let's start a revolution. So then they're like, let's go to the pizza parlor and discuss. And 
Moe's like, mm, okay, one practice. And then they flip a coin for Charlie to be in. And they have one practice. And then in the middle of practice, she's like, Moe's like, let me peace out. I'm not here for this. And then just because they sing a song, she's roped back in. And also in that scene, Charlie follows Moe because he's like obsessed with her. So he's like, if she's out, I'm out. Yeah. That relates to, I hope yeah. you don't mind that we're jumping around a little bit. Um, no, that's fine. Later, um, when tells Olivia that the only reason he wanted to be in the band was to be with her. When? Yeah. Was this when his eye was scratched? Yeah. I thought it was the other way around that Olivia said it was oh, the only reason she... it was. And then oh, she screams right, it right. at him. Yeah, I was like, yeah. No, I'm completely wrong. It's the other way around. It was one yeah. of them, I know. But she basically said, like, I never wanted to do this in the first place. And he said, then why'd you do it then? And she said, it was because of you. You know, one of those. And that was never mentioned again. Which, like... Yeah. But it also really... I, I don't think it set that up well enough. Because you knew that yeah. they had some kind of connection. Because he's the one that always, like, goes over to her house. And she stares, yeah. or shares his, her, like, backstory with him. Um, and so you know yeah. that they, they have a connection. They have a chemistry. But... I didn't get the sense at the beginning yeah. that she was, like, infatuated with him. N- uh, not at all. Enough for that? Yeah. Yeah. I think if I were to rewrite that scene, Mo would be in and be, like, a little hesitant, but, like, okay, one practice. Charlie would be in because Mo's in, and then Olivia's the one who flips the coin. She needs to be convinced to join, and she's like, okay, I'll flip a coin. That's how I'd rewrite it, because I feel like Olivia's too shy to, like, be like, okay, yes. Immediately, I feel like, because that's a running theme, that she's yeah. shy. Because her whole um, thing is that, yeah, she's, like, the socially anxious one. She's the shy one. She doesn't want to put herself out there. And yeah. so the whole, like, story ends up being about her confidence. Yeah. But I also, they really do away with that quickly. Some of, like, her, like, confidence, like, grows real fast. It, like, they, like, definitely take steps. But, like, okay, uh, we're going to skip ahead to um, when she goes to the bathroom and, like, she gets the pep talk, but immediately throughout the song. I felt like it would have been, like, you know, in those movies when it's, like, living in, like, when they're nervous, they, Mm -hmm. like, start slow. And everyone boos them. as soon as, yeah, or not even just booing, but, like, then she, like, all of a sudden gets a wave of confidence throughout the song. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be more of that, but she just, like, went straight into that. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not find it believable. Like, they didn't give us a timeline, but for her to be at Madison Square Garden immediately... Yeah, they she... also didn't talk about... So they end up losing the final competition because a lot they of... They just, like, gloss over it. A lot of, like, you know, this kind of band movie, these stereotypical band movies, they end in a rising star competition or a battle of the bands or something of that nature. And when you win that, you get a record deal, apparently. And so that's, like, they ended up completely botching the show. And they're like, it's okay, we're still going to be a band even though we didn't win. And we're like, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But then there's like this jump and they go straight to Madison Square Garden. And you're like, okay, but what happened in the middle there? Literally, they lost. They barely mention it and they're like, boom, back at Madison Square. Oh, he gets her a cat and then they go to Madison Square Garden. That was Square the cutest part. Because the cat dies. Um, and it represents her like family ties um, yeah. being severed because it was her mom's cat. And... 
And then he gets her a new one, and it's so cute. We never really get how long ago her mother died. I assumed it was recent, but then later on, it feels like it was, like, early on, because she mentions that, like, she barely remembers her mom. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I... Oh. I thought it was all very quickly, like, within a year or so, but no, and then when we got further along. Yeah, I mean, I guess it... It makes sense for it to have been a little bit further back since she clearly, like, had developed her personality based on kind of... Yeah. That, like... The events the, that yeah, cause You can tell that the reason why she's so anxious and very socially withdrawn is because of those events that happened. Yeah. Um... So it does make sense that it wasn't recent-recent. Otherwise, there would have been, like, a bigger shift in her personality. Um, It just wasn't clear until, like, later. It was, yeah, it was a little confusing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they end up agreeing to rehearse, and then they sing a song together, and that brings Mo and Charlie back into the band immediately. Um, And I believe that song is Somebody? Question mark? Is it Somebody? Uh, Sounds Um, right. And then... Mo goes, uh, they go, and Ray and Scott are annoyed because uh, Mo goes to rehearsal, and she finds out that Stella's band signed up for half the set at the Halloween bash. Yeah. Um, And Scott's annoyed, and she's like, well, I'm in that band. (laughs) And then they sing a song, and Ray, who I found out was, do you remember Sunny with a Chance? Yes. Do you know who Doug Brochu is? The blonde guy? That's his brother. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I found that out. That's him. Um, and apparently he's on the Vampire Diaries. The brother, not Doug. Um, so yeah. So they sing. And um, the next day uh, at lunch, Scott is very passive aggressive and doesn't uh, talk about why he didn't call Mo. Mm-hmm. And Olivia goes to buy a turbo drink and one of the cheerleaders steals it and Ray starts pushing around and then everyone in the band starts showing up except for Stella and Charlie's like, I'll fight you. And then they start pushing each other and then Stella's like, hey, hey, D-bag. And then she, she turns him around and spits lemonade in his face and that's how they become Lemonade Mouth. Yeah, because he calls her when the principal comes over, he's like this or Lemonade Mouth over here spit on me. And then it becomes yeah. the name. I think it's a very interesting dynamic what they did because you kind of expect at the beginning that the opponents, like the people who are um, fighting them, are going to be the jocks because they've set up like a very clear sort of the school cares about the jocks, doesn't care about the artists. But what ends up happening is like the other than the principal, the main antagonist is like the other band. And then the cheerleaders kind of, Gang, like are a part of that yeah like they're very closely aligned with that popular band like the groupies yeah and the the band members are also soccer players so they are sort of the jocks but the main reason why they're upset is because lemonade mouth is kind of encroaching on their territory not because yeah. they have some sort of like thing against the arts in general and they want more funding which is kind of confusing i would say yeah but at least there's layers, and it's, like, not too different. I feel like if they had two different bad guys, like, it was the jocks and these randoms in another band. Mm-hmm. And, but combining them and then also making it, like, Moe's boyfriend. Yeah. Like, adds more tension. It adds to that, like, nuance we were kind of talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, 
but it definitely it, it changes the story because they've done that because at the beginning you think it's going to be that different um conflict yeah no for sure um so we kind of glossed over the they have a name band naming session and then they just become lemonade mouth eventually beautiful um uh and then when goes to olivia's to write music he does the rap for determinate <laughs> and she opens up a little bit pauses about her dad when he asks about her yeah about her um when he asks her and then at the final rehearsal prep olivia is nervous and they see that the lemonade machine uh is scheduled for removal and stella goes to the secretary and it's like what gives and the secretary's like oh that needs to go because we have a sponsorship deal with turbo and she's like this is so messed up do schools have um, sponsorship deals is this a thing i don't know like i guess it's the kind of thing where like a campus is usually a coke campus or a pepsi campus yeah but for a high school it's a little bit weird who knows yeah like it feels very like oh um also it's an energy like, drink you need to put this product placement do you think turbo like i feel like they should have made these drinks real after the movie well not that one though because it's like the evil drink so if they had made it like if they had made it red bull then red bull would have been like the villain of the movie and that would have been bad for their brand yeah but like they should have found like a lemonade um like sponsorship for this movie Mm, that would make more sense i don't know if they have like laws like or disney like code or that you can't like practices and standards that you can't like do with in a decom or whatever but i feel like that'd be perfect for this movie they definitely have like disney their whole thing disney channel is non-commercial um and they say that it's like that to protect the children um but they still make money from the channel because they're promoting their own brand and their own movies and their own toys so they do have commercials still but they're for disney products so it's like kind of very internal way so so maybe if they had an external lemonade company that would have gone completely against their sort of practices yeah because i feel like in another if this was like a televised movie that wasn't like disney channel um because like then they probably have it i'm surprised they didn't you're right that they didn't like start their own brand Um, yeah mel's yeah and like that's the lemonade they sell in the parks or something yeah um yeah, because they sell Wildcat merch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Olivia's nervous. Oh, yeah, we did that. Um, so then Stella's like, okay, we're going to make, we're going to do this uh, protest at the Halloween Bash. So they're getting ready for the Halloween Bash, and Olivia's not nowhere to be found. She's in the bathroom. She's stressed out, dry heaving, um, very nervous, and they all go in. And Wendell's the one who, like, convinces her, like, is the final push. Hold on, sorry. Hey. No worries. So, yeah, so then they eventually uh, convince her at the Halloween bash. Some girls dressed up as a toilet. Did you see that? I didn't notice that. I think I was cooking while I was watching this part. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, so then they um, go out, they convince her. And her confidence is there. They sing Determinate featuring the Wendell rap. Mm-hmm. This is um, also, that scene, I think Rocket Man ripped him off. Which one? Um, the movie about... Which part? 
Elton John, the very first um, time, like, he's playing a show in L.A., um, he, like, goes into the bathroom and dry heaves. And then the manager, like... They could, they could have ripped off the biography of Elton John's life. <laughs> or that. It's also a very stereotypical plot point in a lot of band movies. It's like, they're like, we yeah. can't do this. I'm so scared. Like, you know, stage fright. Um, yeah. So, obviously, I'm being facetious. But... Yeah. The, when I saw that... But you were scene, trying to attack me with that Rocket Man attack. <laughs> I didn't say that, that you ripped edges. it off. I said that Lemonade Mouth, or no, Rocketman ripped off Lemonade Mouth, and Lemonade Mouth ripped off Rock, or Elton John's life. Yeah. Have that doesn't make sense. Okay, it yeah. all comes together. Yeah. My point is. Um, so yeah, so they sing to terminate, and then the, uh, Stella starts a protest, and they sing some other songs that I write the name down of, and then they toss Lemonade in the back and be like, protect the Lemonade, forget the jocks, focus on funding for the arts yep um and they become overnight sensations but it's also a small town Mm -hmm. um the great kate evans texted me in the middle we watched it at the same time (laughs) at like 2 a.m because once we changed our recording schedule i was like okay i'll watch this tonight Mm -hmm. and um she was like um it's not like they're one direction it's like (laughs) small town band you go to school with them they're not famous yeah because people started to like fan yeah. out over them sort of yeah and like becoming like fans of them but like and then the av guy makes a cd and that's yeah. a thing and th- with the demo there's um, also this one girl who like they're like walking down the stairs and everyone's like watching them walk down the stairs and she goes can you listen to my demo and i'm like jesus yeah. No, they're not that kind of band. <laughs> a lot, yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, someone signs. I think it was Stella who signed something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, but the principal suspends the band. Is like, if you don't stop the band, then you're suspended. He threatens but to then, suspend them. Yeah, threatens to suspend them. He's like, you can't use. No, no, no. Uh, threatens to suspend the students, but is like, you have to suspend the band. Yeah. He's well, the word suspend too many times in that sentence. <laughs> he says that Lemonade Mouth is no longer allowed to perform at school events Using and no sc- longer allowed to practice or use school equipment. Yes. But then so, they go to the pizza shop, Dante's, after the CD money comes through the AV guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, so we got Dante to agree to let us perform here um, on Thursday nights. But Mo is like, no, because Scott eats here, and I don't want to see him. Mm-hmm. And she, like, storms off, and they get her attention, and she looks up, and there's a billboard of them. <laughs> uh, what does what it start the revolution? Something like that. Yeah. So that convinces her. And that was another moment that I'm like, okay, that was so easy to convince you. There, yeah, I, I think that's one of the biggest flaws in the movie is that there are a lot of times where... They brush over the resolution. Yeah, it happens at, like, the after the, um, what's it called? When they're in the holding cell as well, they're like, yeah, our band is over. But then all of a sudden, they just start to, like, They just play music again, yeah. And they're like, and we're fine, and we're together. But they don't actually resolve any core issues. Yeah, anytime an obstacle comes up, it's like when you put your, when you, like, spend so much time 
putting your feet in the sand and mm-hmm. letting the waves like sink you and then as soon as you stand up it like washes over yeah i felt this like is, it was very quick to like present an obstacle and immediately resolve it this is true for a lot of disney channel original movies though they're very yeah. simplistic because they're for yeah, children that's <laughs> i think we yeah. forget this but like when the film is otherwise pretty solid in mm-hmm. terms of films, yeah. then like you notice these things more. Yeah, I mean that also extends to the dialogue in the movie as a whole was also very kind of I'm gonna tell you how I'm feeling, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I'm thinking, which again it's for yep. children, so. Yeah. Um, okay, and then so they make, see the billboard and they're like, okay, yeah, um, and Mo has a solo. That's like, but she like performs. It was interesting that they made her a singer as well. Yeah, I mean everyone could sing. All the girls could sing, and then when rapped, and then Charlie just was on drums. I think my least favorite part about the ending, jumping ahead again, in Madison Square Garden, is Stella's whole thing is that she's a rock guitarist, and they take away her guitar. She's like, it's like they're the Spice Girls, and they're all, like, singing and dancing. And I'm like, you guys yeah. played instruments? Where I don't think Mo had a guitar either in the finale. Yeah, she didn't. The three of them didn't. Also, but I she, like, started her. as a violinist. She had the double bass in the thing. And then she all of a sudden picks up a guitar. I'm like, what is the she bass. just bass? She's the bassist. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she just does it. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's fine. I can, I can accept that because she's obviously musically inclined. She could understand the notes, the rhythms very quickly. Yeah. If they gave Olivia a guitar, I was going to be like, mm-mm. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah I didn't so... like that they took away her guitar at the end, because that was, like, her whole... That was what made her cool. And then they yeah. just made her, like, And, like, literally, singer. not even two minutes before, she's the only one with the guitar, like, with yeah, her instrument like, standing. Yeah, she just, like, Yeah. Everyone else, like, they got so up. There's so many people on that stage. Yeah. They had, like, a backup band and then, like, these backup break dancers for some reason. Yeah. I don't even get it. Um, Horrible. So, everything's going swimmingly until one day Olivia's not at school and they all go to her house. Nancy the cat has died, tragically. Rest in peace. And Lemonade Mouth goes and they visit and everyone cloud watches for a little bit. And then everyone starts venting when... It's not their moment. No offense to, like, all these people who are going through stuff, but, like, this woman just lost her cat. And, and the cat like, represented her mother. Yeah. So, and, like, this man complaining about his stepmom, um, Charlie complaining, <laughs> complaining about her. So, like, these are valid things to feel, but, like, not the moment. That was, like, the Breakfast Club moment. Like, you know how there's that scene in the Breakfast Club where everyone yeah. starts to vent and they, like, tell what their secret is? And at one point, which... What happens in the breakfast club is everyone's venting, and I think, I forget her name in the movie, Molly Ringwald, she, her character, basically says, it's so hard to be perfect, it's so hard to, like, be in this very, like, to be the princess, to be in this privileged life, and the other characters are like, excuse you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, it definitely reminded me of that scene, not necessarily the whole part where they get mad at her because they're all together and then they sing the song about how they're more than a band and about how they're not yeah. their friends yeah, but then there's like this music video montage where they're on the pool though it sounds like, weird oh <laughs> this is like unnecessary like just have them like sing yeah and that also that song also kind of feels like um 
something from High School Musical 3. Uh, can I have this dance? I feel like it has mm-hmm. similar. It sounds a little bit like that. Okay. I haven't Maybe it's just that in a while. In my head. I don't know. I've only listened to that song twice, though. So, um, so then they sing, and then the radio level, the radio label, hears the demo, and it's the terminate mm-hmm. on the radio. Um, the terminate and that's the first is the worst song. Do you want to pop off on it? <laughs> so when they're writing the song, it's Wen's idea to come up with the whole determinate sort of yeah. line. And Olivia says, that's dumb. That doesn't mean what you think it means. Because he's like, yeah, it's like determination, resilience, all this stuff. And she's like, no, it doesn't. That doesn't make sense. It's not even a real they, word. It's not a real, but then they use it anyway. Yeah. And so also, it's like, like, it's like they knew it was bad, but then they put it in anyway. Because the entire, like the song itself isn't that bad, but just the fact that they keep repeating the phrase determinate does not mean anything. Yeah. Bad. I do like that it starts out slow and then it like, like, you know, when they like do the slide on the piano, Yeah. it feels like they do a little slow one and then they're like, vroom, right to the fast thing. Okay, that part's fine. It's just the word determinate that mostly gets me. And we have a question about when's rap later, but we'll save that for later. Why did he have to rap? I don't know. That probably wasn't his contract because apparently his Wikipedia for Adam, um, what's his name? Adam... Hicks, yes. Mm-hmm. Just skip me. He's an American actor, producer. No, not producer. American actor, singer, and rapper. Okay. I mean, I understand that part. I felt like the music in general was very Disney Channel 2011. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It was um, very cheesy. It was, and then they had yeah. to like throw in because like, well, the kids these days like rapping, so let's take this pop song and just throw a rap in the middle. Yeah, and then the next year I think is Let It Shine, but that does a much better job with the rapping. Mm. If I do the same as, have you seen Let It Shine? Um, did I see Let It Shine? I don't know. It, we'll we'll discuss that later then. <laughs> Offline, probably. I don't think but, I saw that. Um, I saw Starstruck. Starstruck and the rough flashing. Yeah. Okay. Throughout the whole time, I thought Sterling Knight was um, Scott. <laughs> I was like, did he do something with his? Face? Like, it's a little off, but is that him? No. no but. It was just another generically very attractive man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they need to start ramping up to their dark night of the soul. So, Ray starts a food fight <laughs> at Dante's, and Mo is getting sick, and Lemonade Mouth is not allowed to perform at Dante's anymore. The next day, Charlie asks Mo out. She says no. Mo's dad is angry because she's talking to boys, but we find out that she gets mono. And Charlie angrily slams his she like, mono? drawer. Yeah. Oh, it's I barely mentioned. Was, I thought she was just sick. But that's... I think, I think they mentioned that but she, she has mono. she better so quickly. Yeah. Like, she got better in the span of time it takes to, like, get over a cold. Not to get over mono. I think someone said mono. Maybe I wrote that down wrong. But I was like, she has mono. I don't, I don't trust it. Yeah. Yeah, so then Charlie the breaks his hand when he's, like, angrily slamming the drawer. Yep. Um, and then they're hanging up a Stella, uh, not Stella, Sydney. Um, I wrote down Stella sometimes for Sydney and <laughs> Sydney for Stella. Um, they're hanging up a photo of Sydney and uh, Adam Hicks's dad, and he asks 
um, Wen to be his best man, and then he like freaks out and thinks stabs him in the eye. Yeah, and he gets a black eye. Yep. So that happens, and then um, when oh yeah, so then Wen goes to complain about this with Olivia, and Olivia's like, yeah. Mo has mono, Charlie broke his arm, like, but we still have to push through. And then he's like, what's the point? Like, I have to deal with Sydney. And she's like, at least you have someone. That's her, like, when she, like, snaps at him. And she's like, yeah. you literally have a family. I don't. And then yells what we talked about earlier. I did this for you. And then she screams so loud she loses her voice. <laughs> That's yeah. a plot hole right there. So... And then Stella is at the... It starts raining. Stella goes to the high school, sees that the guys are trying to take the lemonade machine, and she just protests, and then she calls everyone there, and they're all broken. She's like, what happened to you? Did you get hit by a bus? And then they all see that she's protesting. And then the two guys are like, you must leave or we're going to pick you up. I'm like, you can't do they that. They lift her up by the arms. That is, like, illegal. That is, like, child... Like, something. these That's two grown, large men. Yes. Just pick her up. I'm like, if anything, you call the police and they deal with it. Like, you don't do it yourself. Like, think yeah. it through. But they didn't get in the holding cell. No, how come they didn't get in trouble? Yeah. Only the exactly. kids did. This is age discrimination. <laughs> that just came out of nowhere, but we love it. <laughs> Called them out. Um, but yeah, so they're in the holding cell. And then they, like, are all upset with each other. But then after a quick jam session, or, like, completely random, <laughs> um, they are like, okay, we can try. And then they all get picked up. Grams picks up Olivia. Sydney picks up Wen, And they kind of bond. This is um, where all the family subplots end. Because after yeah. each, like, when each person gets picked up from the holding cell, they, like, basically get, like, they say their peace to their family members to, like, say... Yeah, except for Olivia's, because then she has the letter at the end, but, yeah. Yeah, well, and her grandmother is a queen. <laughs> yeah, she's like, when I told you to get out of the house, this is not what I meant. <laughs> she's yeah. the sweetest one. She's my favorite character. Yeah, we love her. Um, Grams for life. And then we talked about Tommy and Charlie already, um, that he's like, uh... I'm failing at Stanford, and you need to tell mom and dad that you like to play the drums and hate soccer. And we'll tell them together. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, what is it? Uh, what happens with uh, Mo? Oh, yeah, Mo is like, I'm not this perfect Indian daughter, but I'm also not an American teen. I'm trying to find out my way in the world, and you have to respect me. That, that was, was very... That, um, that kind of sentiment, I thought, was very brave for a Disney movie. Her being like... yeah. I don't know what I am. Maybe I'm a mix of both. And I was like, wow. Okay. No. Like, that popped up. I was like, oh my god. Like, I felt like sometimes, like, I don't know how to, like, take my culture and stuff. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my god. That, like, was powerful. And, like, especially if, like, there's not just, like, Indian people who are living in America, Indian Americans, but, like, anyone who has, is, like, a first-generation American. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, anyone who has, like, those strong, like, cultural ties. Yeah, but also, like, it can be for something else, like, kind of, like, bisexuality or whatever. Like, it, like, has layers. Yeah. We love a layered uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Disney. Um, and then 
uh, oh yeah, Stella's mom kind of says, you show so much strength. I'm so proud of you. And we're all going to go support you. And then mm-hmm. her dad is holding a guitar. Oh. Yeah. So then they go to Rising Star. Um, Scott and uh, Ray perform. Uh, and the Lemonade Mouth go on stage. And they perform, but they struggle. Oh, they botch it. They do a horrible yeah, so job. so everyone walks off. And Stella even walks off with the guitar in hand. And then... Uh, the girl in the wheelchair, mm-hmm. I believe her name is Alex in the movie. I she starts sink. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I was watching the second time I watched it. I watched it with subtitles and it says Alex. Got it. Um, it's like she starts singing to terminate and then Scott goes on stage, plays the guitar. Everyone keeps singing and then they come back on stage and then uh, Stella plays a little bit. And then they're just like energized by what they started. Yeah, when and everyone... Then, Everyone in the audience, like, just shows their support. It's very sweet. And they obviously lose because they don't perform. Yes, and then they just brush over the fact that they lose. And then they go outside. Um, Mo and Scott reconcile. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they get together at the end. Yeah, Charlie, it's implied that Charlie starts a relationship with the cheerleader that That Scott was cheating on. No, that wasn't the cheerleader he was dating. Was it a different girl? Yeah, no, it was totally a different girl because oh, she was, was like she was like a quiet type. She was saying it was like a, a notebook. Yeah. Can well, I? I need to go back yeah. to something. So, go. after the mm-hmm. whole kind of conflict between Scott and Mo, there's a scene where he she, apologizes. No, but she catches him cheating, in air quotes. Oh yes. But it's They're not barely <laughs> flirting. mild flirting and it's not even that and like yes flirting is problematic but like I feel like you could be in a relationship and like banter with someone that wasn't even that it was literally so there was a cheerleader you know evil cheerleader and she was like she touched his arm while they were talking yeah she's like look he's like look at my muscle she touches it and then and the guy and Ray is all like trying to instigate stuff and then she leaves and then he's like no she made her choice yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so Disney original movies in general, the form, like, there's rarely even, like, a kiss. There's kissing. There's kissing in Disney Channel movies. There is. But, like, it's, like, that's, like, the pinnacle, you know? Like, that's what happens, like, yeah. at the like, the climax is, like, it's, like, a sweet kiss. They didn't even kiss. Yeah, they looked, didn't. Like, she got a peck on, he got a peck on the cheek. Yeah, so it's understandable, whereas, like, in an adult movie, maybe the cheating scene would have been something more. They couldn't have done yeah. that in this movie. But I just thought it was so funny. Because like, it's not even a conversation. It's like she sees that this girl is touching his muscle, and she's like, how dare you, and, like, runs away. Yes. Oh, my know. God. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that was an artistic choice. Um, <laughs> it was a choice. Not the right one. Yeah. But. yeah. So they brush over that they lose Rising Star, and then Wendell gets Olivia a new cat. Yeah, that was cute. That was my first. That part. was cute. Um, and then she, she, um, they have they the hug. wedding. Yes, they have the wedding. Um, Wendell's the best man, and Stella sits next to Mel, who is Sydney's college roommate or friend or whatever. Something and at like first, that, I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was. He was saying that he was the dad's college roommate and friend, but it took the second rewatch. Um, and I was like, okay, that scene was kind of creepy also because the guy was clearly hitting on Stella. <laughs> I was like, this is so uncomfy. He, I don't know if it's the same guy, but he looks like the guy from SNL. Um, the scene it's that he stands out for me. not the same guy. I know it's not the same guy, but the scene that stands out is um, he's uh, Teddy Pascasowicz from the Chris Rock vlog. 
one where his daughter's a vlogger, but she's like 15. And she does a dance vlog. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link after. Okay. Yes, but he looks like him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I ordered this organic lemonade stand uh, or company. And she's like, Mel? And, like, the chance that it's Mel. <laughs> like, if it's, like, this huge thing around the country and it's Mel. Yeah. Like, it just happens to be him. But Well, and he's like, I actually don't think it's a big thing around the country. I think it's a local brand because he's like, yeah, uh-huh. recently, like, our sales have really been up. And that's so confusing to me. I don't know why. And it's because... Uh- yeah, um, yeah, because lemonade the, mouth. The protests, yeah. So it's definitely a local company, I would say. Um, yeah. But then what but then happens she, is. She gives them all the money yeah. to make a mil- music room. I'm like, where'd he get all this money? Well, his, his brand's going gangbusters. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But even if it's a local one, like, he's just like, boom, <laughs> take it. Yeah, he built like a multi million dollar auditorium for this high school. Yeah. And In, then like, he months, sponsored not, the, not even months, weeks. Well, it, it could have... We don't know how much time passed. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, and now he's the sponsor of the school. And yeah. his lemonade is all over the school. Yeah, and then the principal's like, I like this lady. I was a rebel when I was a kid. She's going to be a principal I one day. I hated that. I hated that man. Hated that. He also, he so flirts much. with the music teacher at the end, and I hated it. I did not... I was like, ma'am? I was like, do not do that to yourself. Ma'am, you are an icon. You deserve better. <laughs> yeah, like, so do then, not flirt with him. Do not even touch that man. <laughs> Don't even think about it. Um, and then Olivia sends the letter in the mail. She's like, and that's how we became Lemonade Mouth. And she's like, oh, yeah. And we sold out Madison Square Garden. Yep. And they do a uh, breakthrough and then cut. So, yeah. That and was Lemonade it. Mouth. Um, so before we finish up the podcast... Um, we're going to talk some questions from our four questions that we got on the Instagram. Good. Um, oh, one of them's not even, two of these are not even, three of these are not even questions. Sorry. Andrea Rios says, Haley Kyoko is my queen. Same. Okay. Yeah. And then. I can agree. Dominica DeLuca says, this movie is fantastic. And Emily Anderson says, no real question. I just think it is very underrated. So we banged out three questions. And then our last question is from Naomi Lambert. And she wants me and you to do the Determinate rap. No. No? Should I do it? You can do it. Okay. I'll do the... I I dare you to do the Determinate rap. Okay. That's not a question either. That's not a question, but it's an activity. (laughs) Okay, Um, okay. Here we go. It's when and I'm heaven sent using like a veteran renegade lemonade music in my medicine. Go ahead and try to name a band we ain't better than reason why the world's picking us instead of them. People need a breather because they're because they're feeling the adrenaline. Stop. Now hurry up and let us in. Knock because we're coming to your house and people keep on smiling with lemons in their mouth. I'm the real deal. You know how I feel. Why they in it for the mill? I'm just in it for the thrill. Get down. Now I ain't playing around. Put your feet up on the ground and just make that sound like gotta turn the world into your dance floor. <laughs> The tone of that is not aligned with them as a band, I feel. Yeah. It's, it's very... off. It's, I mean, I guess it makes, like, a lot of those kind of, when there's a rap break in a song, it's always that kind of, like, overconfident sort of tone. Yeah. But, uh, this nerdy I don't know. white boy rapping like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because he's the nerdiest one. He's the pasty white boy. Um, no, and then when he does the, stop! Like, do you know what I'm talking about in the song? Best part. Yeah. Okay, so now we have to get to the Adam Hicks tea. 
Okay, what's the Adam Hicks tea? Speaking you of are him. not aware of Adam Hicks tea? No. That he went to jail for he armed went to robbery? Jail? He what? Adam Hicks was absent from the limelight for quite a while, and that's partially due to the fact that he got involved in some major legal trouble. In 2018, right around the time he... I think it was on B in the morning when this news broke. Oh my god, I remember this. I've got to ask in a horn. In 2018, right around the time he was working on Shifting Gears, the ex-Disney star was arrested for armed robbery alongside a woman named Danny Tombero in Burbank. According to USA Today, they committed four armed robberies and at the time were held on a $350,000 bail. Dollar bail. And then um, they started over a year after the fact as it was postponed due to Adam's poor mental state, according to E! News. He then pled not guilty to three felony charges of attempted second-degree robbery as well as two felony accounts of second-degree robbery. A few months prior to these alleged robberies, according to TMZ, authorities were called when the actor accidentally shot himself in the leg, and a few months later he was later arrested for domestic violence against his girlfriend at the time. Needless to say, we hope he's doing better now, but his Instagram and Twitter accounts haven't been updated in years. Oh my gosh. That comes from us from distractify.com. So we had like a mental break and just like decided, hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to do some armed robbery. I don't know, but he just like, the poor guy, like obviously he's going through Not that I can understand the other thing, but it seems like an interesting jump to like, you know, be having that sort of mental break. Like, this is obviously not okay, but to like accidentally hurt yourself, end up like hurting the people around you, like that kind of falls in line with the general story armed robbery is a whole other thing no for sure because generally like, people commit armed robbery i think as like a desperation or out of greed or like wanting to like, get the stuff he obviously doesn't need it so yeah. very this is an interesting story i think disney channel stars in general falling off the deep end is a terrifying trend it happened to um what's his name um from Jimmy Lovato. No, oh, also Demi Lovato. Um, hers was more like in terms of like eating disorder and stuff. She's she's doing okay. Um, but it was the guy who plays in Hannah Montana, Oliver. Oh, Mitchell Musso. Mitchell Musso, that's who it is. He ended up getting kicked off. He was in that um, pair of Kings show. And yeah, so was Adam Hicks. So was Adam Hicks. That's what I I thought so because I think Adam Hicks ended up ended up replacing Mitchell Musso. OMG. Afterwards, because he ended up, Mitchell Musso had a DUI, I think. Yeah. Or he was, like, he got caught, like, with drugs or something, and, you know, that's a big no-no for Disney Channel, because, like... Did Moises Arias also get a DUI? Oh, probably. Yeah, let me look that up. Moises Arias. Yeah, it was some sort of, like, substance crime. He's 5'1"? No. Yes, he is. He's a short, short dude. Moises Arias and Willow Smith? What? I don't like that. He was 20, and she was 13. No, I don't like this. They're all... Yeah, never let your children become child stars. I saw something that isn't Disney-related. Caught, um, caught driving under the influence and landed a full-on DUI. I don't... It, like, is one of those Google hits that has the dot, so I don't know if that's still about Moisesarius, but it's under this things.com slash 18 not-so-innocent photos of former Disney stars. I think Drew Barrymore went to rehab at like 11 or 12 or something. Oh, wow. Like, Hollywood hurts children. <laughs> that's the, that's the and we want to go there. Yeah, but we're not children. We'll be fine. Yeah. We're adults. I, oh, I'm a child at life. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. 
Haley Kiyoko's TikTok rendition of Lemonade Mouths to Terminate is such a sweet sip of nostalgia. We gotta watch that in a second. But first, Blake Michael, he's not really done anything. I think it was in Dog with a Blog. He was, he's only a year older than me, barely. Like, four days separates, like, a full year from us. But, um, apparently he was, like, 14 and the other people were, like, 18, 19. In the movie. Who? Like, as an actor. The guy who plays Charlie. Oh, really? Yeah. He didn't seem that young. Yeah, no. Um, Haley Kiyoko, what's she doing now? She's a star, superstar, musical icon. The one who started 2018 in 2018. Oh, that was her? Yeah, I think she's, like, credited for it. Bridget Mendler. Uh, oh, wait, wait, did this movie not feel like Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeakquel? A little bit with the Battle of the Bands aspect? Okay, there are so many movies with the Battle of the Bands aspect. That's I've fair. never once seen an advertisement or anything for a Battle of the Bands in real life, but you can bet in every single movie with a band, oh, hey, our town's holding the Battle of the Bands. We're going to fight this rival band. I remember last semester I was writing a band script, and everyone was yes. like, well, where's your Battle of the Bands? And I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's fake. Who said that? I don't know. It was like during... Expose um, them. I, don't, I actually don't remember. It was someone Exposed when we were doing like the viral podcast. <laughs> when we were doing the critiques, someone was like, "Yeah, I feel like the climax needs to culminate in something like a battle of the bands," and I was like, "Incorrect, sir." And you were like, "Ma'am, no." <laughs> um, but yeah. So Bridget Mendler, a queen, she sings Hurricane. She was in Good Luck Charlie. Um, she's still thriving. And then Naomi Scott. I think if you asked me a year ago, who was like thriving the most i mean it, we probably would have known that princess jasmine was her by this time but like maybe yeah. two years ago i but feel we like we would have had to look it up because we wouldn't have like recognized her or her yeah name. but now she's like back in the limelight and she's like an a-lister i think once you get like a disney like theatrical release like that i feel like you're an a-lister oh yeah like she's i i have the um i have her she version a, of part of our or speechless no, not that. What? Whole New World? Whole New World. I almost said Part of Your World. I'm like, wait, no, that's Little yeah. Mermaid. I love Whole her. Whole New World is on my show tunes playlist. Yes, we love it. Um, so, before we go, we've yes. got to do some MVPs, LVPs, and underrated characters and stars. Okay. So, on a scale of one to five, how would you rate this movie when you first watched it, and how would you rate it now? <laughs> okay, so, when I first watched it as a, how old was I, 12, I guess, when it came out? Yeah. Um, I would say I, I would rate it a solid, like, four out of five stars. Um, yeah. At that point, like, I enjoyed it. I knew it was a cheesy Disney movie, but I was like, you know what? This cheesy Disney movie, I think, was better than the other cheesy Disney movies. Um, so for that, I got a four out of five. Nowadays, rewatching it, I can appreciate what it was, like, in terms of its genre and its target audience and stuff. So I still think it's pretty solid. Um, I think, but I would give it a, a pretty good, like, down the middle, like, a 2.5 to 3. Okay. It, so, like I said... It's not good. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, I've been doing this for all the movies I've watched, and you should really watch Get a Clue for something that does not hold up as well, and that's not even touching the bad ones yet, because I feel like Get a Clue holds up better than others. Oh, some of them are absolutely awful. But, so, what I gave Get a Clue was 3.5. So what I gave Halloween Town was 4.5, with the option to put it down to a four i think i'm gonna give this also a 4.5 just because i think where it stands right now compared to other ones 
but I have the ability to change these rankings when I explore more Disney Channel movies because I feel like I need more data right now. Yeah. And I'm still searching for that. So it's kind of hard for me to like pinpoint, but I feel like this is on the level of Halloween Town, even though they're from different times. I just think Halloween Town was held higher due to the nostalgia of it all. Halloween Town, I think, is higher also because it's a holiday movie. So you get that whole like, you get the feeling of the holiday along with just the movie. And it's more story based. This is more character based. Yeah. So I think that's also different. Um, Anyways, who's your MVP of the movie and why is it Stella? I know you're going to say Stella, right? (laughs) It's definitely Stella because I appreciated her aesthetic of everyone. I appreciate it. There was this one point when they're practicing as a band and she's like, I think we need to go more hardcore with it. And I was like, yes, like fight for that. Do that. And then they end up doing, you know, a very like cheesy Disney original, you know, song, which... You know, they're not bad for what they are, but they're not good either. And, like, if you would have gone a little bit more hardcore with it, I really could have gotten behind it. So, yeah, that's why she's the MVP, because she tried. But yes. She tried. And so, do you want to talk about how Stella is your punk rock icon? Because you love <laughs> punk rock. I do, yeah. Um, would you cast Haley Kyoko as um, Madison if <laughs> she was younger now? Because now I feel like she's Yeah, she's aged out on. of it. Um, I, I could see it, I think. I think, I don't know if she'd be necessarily right for it, because I feel like the character of Madison in what I wrote would be similar to, it would be like a mix between Olivia and Stella, because okay. her story arc was one also about confidence, um, but she did have those kind of like underlying feelings of rebellion and kind of the core principles of punk rock that I think Stella, Stella would had. be a great die mm, i could see that yeah. no, none of your listeners are, are in tune with what this is yeah, about no, okay yeah but... sorry <laughs> well right now we, we have like 10 on. listeners max so. you're right you're right it's fine once people come back to the archives and listen to this then <laughs> they'll be like oh i get this because your movie will be made um <laughs> it'll okay. be out yes so who's my mvp i was gonna say stella because you said that i'm gonna go with my backup mm-hmm. um i said mo okay and i think we can talk more about this in a second when we do my new segment that I'm creating right now, the Diversity Power Hour. Okay. Um, um, but, like, I just like the arc, and I just thought that, like, for a Disney Channel movie, it was very poignant to have. Because um, you don't see that in a lot of them. And, like I said, with the casting of, like, these felt like real high schoolers in mm-hmm. that sense, like a real friend group. Um, LVP, I gave it to the principal. Who'd you give it to? <laughs> oh. Oh, of course. But, I mean... Okay, so I think it's... what What's Scott's friend's name? Ray. Ray. So him, mostly for the fact that I feel like there could have been people watching that movie to be like, oh, Ray is the coolest person ever. I want to act like Ray. Because, you know, yeah. talented, attractive, but, like, the worst person ever. <laughs> Do you think he's on Insul Reddit? Sorry? Do you think Ray would be on Insul Reddit? No, because he's... No. He's surrounded by the hot cheerleaders. That's fair. Yeah. To be on there, you have to be like, you know, not having luck with the ladies. Okay, that's fair. Because that's what that means. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, I said the principal who looks like he could be like. He looks kind of like Trumpy, mm-hmm. but 
Um, <laughs> I was not a fan. Um, if the music teacher had any thoughts about getting with him, I will disown my fandom of her. <laughs> Even though she was minor, she bought us lemonade mouth, but I will quickly turn away. She does not need him. I, I liked her style. Yes. Um, I love, I feel like her enthusiasm was something that I didn't even feel in a lot of like, maybe it was because like, this is a real thing, like the fight for the arts. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of the teachers that I grew up with in public school didn't have that same enthusiasm for the arts that she did. Yeah, it was like a very kind of, I get what you're saying, like they were upset about like defunding, but it was more in like a resigned way. It was like, oh, I'm so frustrated. And that's that's possible that it was part of the reason that they weren't enthusiastic because they were probably fighting this fight for a, a minute. Um, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, like some more encouragement about like the arts yeah. would have been like, like if you put a little bit of this teacher into those teachers, um, before we get to the diversity power hour, this is a Disney channel musical. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the songs? What's your favorite song? Least favorite song? None of them are good. <laughs> is anything salvageable in your opinion as the musical queen? I would say the best song would probably be the first one that they did um turn up the uh, turn up the music yeah because that one like it, it felt like a i think my problem with the music is just that it's not first of all it's geared towards 10 year olds and yeah that's important to remember so it's very it's meant to be very catchy it's meant to be simplistic it's meant to not convey a lot of nuance necessarily and they say exactly what they mean in the song. Like, there's the one song where they're talking about that's what it means to be a friend or something. Like, it, it's understandable. Yeah. So I think just because of that, it wasn't going to be that good of music. Um, but also, I didn't like that it was very generic. Like I said before, if they had taken still as advice, it would have been better but less popular. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I know I liked Always Be More Than Abandoned. I get that it was kind of mm. cheesy, but I really liked that one. Um, it was a decent song. I just, yeah. you know, it, it, it doesn't convey yeah. any sort of deep meaning. It's very much on the surface. So No, that's fair. I think if you're going to pick a song, uh, I think Camp Rock, High School Musical, and The Cheetah Girls all have better music. Let it shine. Oh, also. yeah. yeah uh, no. Even Starstruck has, I think, better music than this. But High this School Musical had, like, some band. songs that were pretty decent. Yeah. Um, but with that said, Kate did want me to give a shout-out to Naomi Scott on She's So Gone. She said that's her favorite Mm-hmm. Um, and then now let's just talk about diversity because this is one of the pillars of my podcast talking about the movie from a 2020 perspective um, like I said the diversity in this movie was realistic it felt like a high school friend group at least in the town I grew up in uh, I am aware that they changed Charlie from being white from the book because this was based on a book mm-hmm. um, to Latino um, and then so like I appreciate that fact and then also um even behind the scenes, the director is a Mexican woman. So, um, and yeah, so. I guess she, that's why it felt very natural. It, it didn't feel like it was a forced diversity. Yeah. It felt like very. Nothing felt forced. Um, like thing, organic. Yeah. Like they never mentioned the fact that Stella was biracial. Or was. Charlie was Latino. The only person that had a storyline related to diversity was Mo, and that was like poignant and like it was because of the, the culture, character. not necessarily because of. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 For sure. Um, and then there was something else. Oh yeah. And then it just did. Fe- it did feel like it was talking a little bit about like privilege in the sense of like 
high school sports like white men having more power over other like groups in high school but that's probably common in a lot of these movies that we'll see yeah i mean i don't know was it charlie's brother was also like a star soccer player yeah so i don't even feel like that was necessarily just like male athletes i felt like okay yeah over like other groups male athletes and like cheerleading like the which are yeah um i felt like a lot of the other activities were under appreciated and that does come from like privilege i think Mm-hmm. in terms of like what people care about not necessarily what the school cares about but what like the general audience would yeah. care about like at that high school like I did think it was interesting that it was a soccer team not a football team yeah which I thought was a nice little twist maybe it was because it took place in the spring spring sports true no th- that was um fall oh you're right Cause Cause it Halloween. Was one, it, and it was one month into the school year never yeah. mind yeah why wasn't it football I don't know, because it's overdone. That's probably why. Yeah. But anyways, any final thoughts about Lemonade Mouth? I think we pretty much covered all of it. Yes. Um, any plugs for yourself? Like, do you want to plug your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook? Anything <laughs> you want to plug? YouTube? Um, anything you want to plug? Out, get out there. Oh, yeah, I'm not plugging anything anymore because my WTVU days are over. I would have plugged Hanging DJ, but, you know, oh. rip. Um, yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Listen Instagram. Listen to Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. That, I started Stranger Things. It is now, um, it's now being led by Allie and Dina. They're wonderful, and they're doing a great job, so support them. Yes. So what's your Instagram one more time it for is the listeners? Cat underscore math. C-A-T-H underscore M-A-S-S. Yes, and you can follow my main Twitter at Tweets by Fleep. You can follow my main Instagram at Filippo Faith, F-E-L-I-P-O, Faith. And you can follow the Brazilian Dragon on both Instagram and Twitter at Brazil Dragon Pod. You can email us with any questions, concerns, future ideas for um, topics at BrazilDragonPod at gmail.com. And stay tuned. We're going to be releasing our mini-sode either before this podcast or after this podcast. We're also going to have a special woe edition of brazilian dragon podcast in celebration of annie pizzatelli happy early birthday um send her all your love on may 15th and that should be coming up in the next week or so tbd on the topic but um we'll figure that soon and follow us on social media for more updates until then Catherine, thank you so much for joining us thank you for letting us educate ourselves on the spirit of lemonade mouth and <laughs> We'll determinate you at your next day. Bye. Bye. When in them heaven send music like a better run renegade lemonade using in my medicine. Go ahead and try to name a band. We ain't better than reason why the whole world's picking us instead of them. People need a breather because they feeling that adrenaline stack. Now hurry up and let us in knock. Cause we come into your house and people keep on smiling like a lemon's in their mouth. I'm the real deal. You know how I feel. Why they in it for the mill? We just send it for a thrill. Get down now. I ain't playing around, put your feet up on the ground and just make that sound.